This is the Pirate Radio Podcast. And welcome into the Pirate Radio Podcast on January 17th. Clip Brock had a chance to visit with one of the members of the walk-ons from the Holt Naylor Show, former ECU linebacker Jack Powers. Jack Powers joins us. How you doing, Jack? Good. Glad to be on here again. Uh, Ravens, not a bad team to have to win that Super Bowl. Not at all. But there's one team I'd rather have, and that is your team, the San Francisco 49ers. How you feeling? Absolutely. Uh, you know, the Ravens, uh, they beat us pretty good on Christmas Day, Christmas night. Um, but you know what? It's hard to beat a team twice, especially in that kind of short span. So uh, I'm definitely liking the 49ers chance here in the playoffs, especially this weekend. Uh, Packers, obviously, big win. But I like the Niners. Yeah, did I, I got to assume you were not expecting to play the Packers. No. Or, uh, you know, because it was a foregone conclusion Dallas would win that game and you guys would get what i guess philly or uh tampa yeah pretty much um but you get the packers you see how well they played like did it concern you at all that maybe uh is this one of those teams that just gets hot and goes on a run i mean a little bit but also i think that uh the niners are just too versatile and so obviously the cowboys have been good and stuff but i think kind of their home record was getting in their heads a little bit um, nonetheless, take take no credit away from the Packers. They showed up big time. My former teammate, Romeo Dobbs, uh, 160 yards, touchdown, big game for him. So I was happy to see that. He's a great guy. Um, but, yeah, the Packers showed up, but I don't think uh, I'm really hitting the panic button yet if I'm the Niners. Youngest team uh, in the NFL and uh, could be good for years. And, uh, Jack, just hoping they're not good this weekend. <laughs> I Look, I, I'm not trying to jinx anything for you, but like I just feel like the Niners – kind of sleepwalk their way to the super bowl i think they win this week and i don't give detroit i don't give tampa any chance i don't give detroit much of a chance don't you have a future on them or <laughs> niners no uh, i thought you did for some reason i did uh either last year or two years ago okay i thought so and it ended i guess it was last year and it ended the with them situation. not having a quarterback yeah, yeah that was, was a tough tough one which was brutal um but yeah they they look good to go right now as far as the afc side of things uh i'm fascinated to see what happens at orchard park this weekend with the bills and chiefs and then uh if the ravens get by the texans uh, there's still some heavyweights on that side absolutely uh i really do like the bills i'm gonna go with the bills this week on that um being in buffalo first road game for the chiefs um and honestly i just think the bills weapons are there I think Stefan Diggs is going to have a breakout game. Josh Allen's been heating up at the right time. Uh, it's kind of a team that got discredited a lot during the regular season. Yeah. Ran into some issues, but, um, I mean, they're getting hot at the right time, and that's what matters. Yeah, Glenn brought this up and seeing this float around. Uh, hard to believe. That's crazy. As many, as long as Mahomes has been around, as many playoff games he's been in, this will be the first road playoff game for Patrick Mahomes. Right. That's crazy. I mean, it shows their dominance how good he's been how big of a factor is that this weekend i don't know i mean i saw something that buffalo was the only like current uh stadium in that kind of like region where you deal with real cold environments like that uh that didn't have under the field heaters Hmm. so you're playing on a very hard surface and that's pretty different for a lot of teams and it's not that enjoyable falling on it stepping on it just the constant repetition of your foot pounded into that rock hard ground it's not fun um, so that could kind of play a factor maybe a little bit. But, I mean, Kansas City was just in a really cold game themselves. So. While wa- and they have one of those underground heaters, too. So, yeah. While know, watching that uh, game the other night, I, I texted a few former Pirates, yourself included, and asked you, what would your sleeve situation be 
in a game that cold. Uh, so what was your, your answer, Joe? Well, well, first off, I'm on red alert now. Every time you text me, I'm, I'm preparing to, to go on Twitter with this. Uh, if it was something that shouldn't go on, it wouldn't go <laughs> on. But I felt that was okay. Um, but yeah, so cold, cold weather. Uh, the Vaseline, which I think someone was responding to our tweets, they didn't really know about yeah. it. Basically, you, you put Vaseline all over your arms in any kind of uh, open area that you have with your uniform, and it covers the pores. So the wind, when it hits your skin, it just kind of rolls right off. So you don't really get the whole cold effect. Um, obviously, to a certain extent, it doesn't work as well. Uh, I was listening to the Kelsey Brothers podcast this morning, and Travis was just like, yeah, like at that point, it doesn't work. Yeah. Like You're just cold. Um, but back in like when I was at Nevada, we'd have a couple cold games, uh, probably 10, 15 degree, 20 degree. And I'd wear tights and like some, some socks down there, some wool socks. But in the upper body, I would just kind of go tape and gloves like I always do, put some Vaseline on there. Is it one of those things where like first quarter, second quarter, like you can deal with it after that? Or are you cold the whole game? Like, do you uh, ever get used to it? When, when you're like you're in the game, like you're not really thinking right. about it. But then when you go on the sideline, if your offense is having a long drive, you're kind of like, <laughs> dang, I <laughs> Score probably quick. should put some sleeves on. <laughs> uh, what's worse, Jack, because you've been here now, and I guess there's Nevada heat too, and uh, along with Eastern North Carolina heat, but do you prefer a, a hot one or a cold one when you're playing? I'd probably go near the hot side. Uh, it's completely different over here, though, with the humidity. Yeah. Um, obviously, in Nevada, it's the desert. You get dry heat. So uh, they're kind of different and deadly in their own ways, but I think I definitely prefer a hot game. Uh, it will be uh, great temperatures in Detroit, although one reporter didn't know that. Shirley, yeah, that do you have the, uh, that was crazy. the Todd Bowles uh, press conference from today? Let's hear that as uh, Tampa gets ready for the Lions. Coach, uh, looking forward towards um, Detroit. Um, the weather has been a factor in some of the playoff games, even for the most prepared teams uh, today. It's uh, 13 in uh, Detroit, which doesn't compare to some of the temperatures we tend to talk to. Any special plans to acclimate the team to not only uh, endure, but perform in those kind of frigid temperatures should you face them in Detroit? You do know we play indoors, right? And they got a dome. I don't um, No, nothing planned. We're, we're indoors and... We only have to be outside for 20 seconds getting off the bus going under the thing, so we'll be okay. She didn't even respond. She didn't even go, oh, you know what? You're right. You're right. She just. Oh, I wouldn't either if I'd have made that mistake. It would have been a long walk back to the car. Yeah. I thought uh, Todd Bowles handled it about as well as you could. Pretty classy, I think, of him. And, uh, yeah, that, that's a shame. I, I'm, we're speculating here, but, like, is that a – a sports uh, a news anchor that maybe they sent over to cover it and not a because if that's a sports person that's pretty embarrassing it's yeah. embarrassing like regardless anchor, you mean? that is a yeah. new, that yeah. was a news person that had been sent over to cover right sports. okay you understand that, it a little bit it was yeah. kind of that that station used to have three people and now they have no sports people right and it's that type of situation yeah you, you see that but uh yeah got to do a, a little research ahead um i don't know how would you have handled that, Jack, if you were asked that question? Would you have been as classy as Todd Bowles, or would you have uh, been a smartass? I might have thrown in a little sarcastic jab <laughs> there. Uh, I mean, if you're at that press conference in, in the divisional round of playoffs, I feel like you should kind of know at least the basis of where we're going, what we're doing, who we're playing. Um, but, I mean, at the end of the day, it's a profession. you got to be professional. Yeah. And, Jack, you were, uh, I would say, pretty, pretty good with the media, right? Like, you, I don't know if you enjoyed – 
talking to us uh during your playing days but i thought you handled it well what was your uh I don't know what was your philosophy when when being asked questions yeah i mean i enjoyed it for the most part uh sometimes it's a little not like scary but nerve-wracking when like obviously the season's not going the way you want it right. to and you don't know what you're going to get asked um but you know i've i've always been kind of raised by my parents just be a team first guy and so any interview that i'd have uh any questions that were directed towards me i'd just try and think of and put the team first before me and uh, that was just kind of my mindset for all that uh jenny says i wouldn't even do that come on girl (laughs) there you go jenny uh that game in detroit will be indoors it'll be a cold one in buffalo should be uh nice in san fran i would assume yeah and the uh let's look at some uh some baltimore weather how you feeling about can the texans uh hang around with the uh ravens they surprised me a lot uh and i'm honestly really happy for cj stroud he's been killing it but I don't know. I think we, I mean, I saw personally just as a fan of my team on Christmas night how the Ravens are. Um, and when they put together a complete game, they're pretty dangerous. So I don't think the Texans can win there. I think the Ravens take that one. I don't think they can win, but the way they rally around CJ Stroud, not just CJ Stroud, but also D'Amico Ryan's. Yeah. Like, I don't know if y'all saw the celebration after their win yeah. uh, the other day, but like that locker room loves both of them. And I think they can fight for these guys. And I, but I, I, it's like you said, I think the Ravens are too much, especially at home. But I think the Texans can at least put up a fight and keep it close. He was actually a defense coordinator for the 49ers before the Texans job. Yep. And similar style the whole defense loved it and play harder for him so yeah and he's a texan he he would play linebacker for the houston texans so yeah anything else on his bio hmm. <laughs> i like the uh i like the celebration with the kids uh that he had on the field is that what you're talking about? i saw that celebration no him, him and uh cj stroud went to the locker room together Either when they clinched or when they won that that first playoff week. game, yeah. and the locker room just exploded. So there's a lot of chemistry in that in that room. Uh, it looks like it's going to be clear and just bone cold on uh, Saturday in Baltimore. Looking at like 24 to 26 degrees when they get going. So about like it is here today. Like uh, put some Vaseline on, you'll be good to go, right, Jack? That seems <laughs> right. to be the way to go. Uh, looking forward to the divisional round of the NFL playoffs. You can hear them right here on Pirate Radio coming up Saturday and Sunday. Um, Jack, a member of the Holt Naylor Show, part of the Walk Ons. Episode one was great. Really loved the the honesty and uh, and the thoughts on the team last year. Holton and Caden, kind of from the quarterback perspective, and Jack, you from on the defensive side of things and. Uh, I remember during the season talking to you and Jeremy and other guys, and you kind of what you just said. You're you're a team guy. That you said you can control what you can control. That's about it. Um, do as good as you can when the other team has the ball. When your team has the ball, you know the, it's out of your hands at that point. So that that was y'all's mindset. It sounded like last year, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, like you just said, at, at one point in the season, it just turns to let's do what we can do and do it the best we can. And so every day in practice, every day at the game, uh, we were doing what we could to our best of our abilities and and just cheering on the rest of our teammates. And now uh, this ECU football team trying to fix those offensive deficiencies we saw last year. They've been very aggressive, Jack, in the transfer portal, bringing in not one but two quarterbacks, some help uh, on the O-line, some help at receiver. So uh, we could see an entirely different new offense. We, we will because we'll have a new offensive coordinator as well. What do you think of the aggressiveness of this uh, of Mike Houston and this staff this offseason? 
I love it. Uh, I think that was definitely obviously a priority going into the offseason. Um, right off the bat, getting the new offensive coordinator, a young guy, bring some energy into the program. Uh, definitely a coach that seems like the players would want to play for, which is very important. Um, and then the additions like on the personnel for the players, uh, I love it. I mean, iron sharpens iron. You get not one but two quarterbacks out of the portal. Competition just breeds success. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm excited to see how that plays out. But, yeah. And, man, if you made a priority list for this offseason, obviously quarterbacks up there, maybe even before that, offensive coordinators up there. But somewhere on that list is bringing back Blake Harrell. Uh, and it's it's near the top of the list. And to have him coming back is, is huge, I think. Plus, uh, a lot of returners on that side of the ball. Yeah, absolutely. Coach Harrell, uh, a great coach, even better man. Um, and talk about a dude that just makes it fun. You know, I've, I've – think i've said it on here before like every every meeting we had as a defense it was a party like the hotel the night before the game for blasting music like super fun times i'll never forget um and that's how we play you know like people call him captain chaos because he's always dialing up the blitzes and stuff and it's it's so fun and so definitely that is a coach that we wanted to play for and, and i know the defense still will want to do that this upcoming year uh pirate fans are excited uh because one of our own has returned unfortunately it came with uh, a great pirate leaving in Trib Weaver, but Damon Magazoo back coaching uh, DBs now at East Carolina. How, how big of a hit is uh, Trib Weaver leaving, in your opinion? Oh, I mean, so we talked about this the last time. Uh, anytime you have a coach that goes and upgrades, because now he's a defense coordinator, um, it's really a compliment to your program. Yeah. It's a compliment to Coach Harrell and Coach Houston. Um, so obviously that one hurts. But being a football alumni now at a university, I know how much it means when you're able to come back and work for that program. So while I don't know much about the safeties coach, I know that he's going to give it his all because he is a pirate. Man, and uh, he was fun to watch uh, when he was back there roaming on that defensive side of the ball. Jack Powers joining us inside the Pirate Radio studios. Uh, football season is coming on. Jack, uh, your entire life, pretty much, uh, or football watching life anyway, you've known Nick Saban as the Alabama head coach. Uh, of course, Bill Belichick in New England, Pete Carroll, Seattle. So uh, a lot of change over the last week. What did you make of the uh, the big moves that were made? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely kind of a situation where like the, the football legends, if you will, um, in my lifetime are starting to move on. So uh, I'm kind of excited to see what happens. I know a lot of Alabama players are hitting the portal. Um, I think that's going to kind of call for a fun college football year next season. Um, and then the coaching carousel in the NFL, uh, I mean, we were just talking about it off air. It's, it's entertaining and just kind of seeing where everyone's going to fit in is, is going to be fun. You asked me who I wanted as head coach, and I said Kyle Shanahan. You're, <laughs> you're not going to give him to me? You're not getting him. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, he's my favorite. I mean, Chandler, I've said if we did a fantasy coach draft. He's number one. Kyle Shanahan's number one uh, on you. my list. It's fun watching this type of offense. Mike Vrabel, by the way, would have been like top five on my list, and he just got fired. Gritty, yeah. So uh, I don't. Yeah, what do I know? Uh, but Vrabel's there. I, I want Ben Johnson. Chandler, you mentioned isn't that you want him too? Well, I wanted Ben Johnson. He was number one on my list for the Carolina Panthers. Yes, Jack, I am a Carolina Panther fan. He was. Uh, I know, thank you. <laughs> he but needs he your was, support. He, he was definitely number one on my list. Just seeing him, uh, you know, elevate this this Lions offense. And um, when Mike Vrabel got fired, then I was like, all right, move over, Ben Johnson. You're number two, <laughs> and now I want Vrabel. But no, I, I would take Ben Johnson as well, uh, especially seeing what he's done with the Lions and Jared Goff and, and, and the weapons that they have. 
Yeah, I like the way they use that. I we have Terry McLaurin who just disappears way too much, and the way they use Amon Ross St. Brown, they'll give him the ball, obviously throwing it to him, but they'll give it to him on end rounds. They'll put him in the backfield. I just like the way the look what he did with the rookie uh, Laporta uh, this year at tight end. Uh, I just like the way they use their weapons. The lines are really fun to watch. I, and and Ben Johnson is a part of that. And speaking of post game, did you see Dan Campbell's uh, post game, Jack? Oh, that is the most electric. Coach. <laughs> it's yeah, so good. So being yeah. a fan of a team in the NFC, uh, obviously the 49ers. Uh, technically, I'm not supposed to be rooting for another team in the NFC, but I'm so happy to see the Lions succeed uh, from the moment that Dan Campbell has hired his interviews. Uh, and that's another coach that you could tell the team is just rallied around, fired up. Uh, he's telling Jared Goff, like, Jared, you're good enough for Detroit. Like, don't listen to the haters. Like, come out here and let's perform. And uh, he has a, he has the guys ready to go every time. That was cool. That was his uh, delivery uh, of the game ball to Jared Goff. You're good enough for Detroit. Uh, great moment. And... Uh, uh, people going nuts in that locker room and we're watching it from afar getting goosebumps you've been a part of those locker room celebrations unfortunately didn't have too many last year jack but a bowl win uh, a couple of bowl clinching wins things like that so um those those got to be special moments you'll always remember yeah you put in so much work during the off season and then individually for the game weeks uh during the week preparing whether it's weightlifting practice film all that so when you get a win you know those are hard to get we learned that last year uh, you got to celebrate, and you're celebrating with the guys that, that you worked with. And whether it's the coach to the player, the player to the player, um, all of us have been at the facility all week, and we all wanted it bad. And so when you get a win, you got to celebrate. Jack Powers joining us. You can hear him on the whole Naylor show as one of the walk-ons with Caden Norman, Drew Dodder, and uh, episode two dropping on Thursday. Jack, uh, big guest coming up. On, yeah, on episode two. Yeah, so episode two, we had uh, Harold Varner come in, and uh, I think you guys are really going to look forward to hearing that one. Definitely nice. some cool talks. Uh, some something about his best memories in golf, some of his best memories at ECU, uh, why he is such a big uh, influence around here, and what calls him to bring back and give back to ECU. Awesome. Uh, talk about just a normal dude, HP three, right? Laid back, cool guy, uh, and another guy. Uh, Mark uh, Alexander from Sales here at Pirate Radio earlier today was talking about your guest on episode three and said, you know, I don't know him, but he seems like the kind of guy you just want to have a beer with. Really cool guy. We'll get to know Stanford Steve a little better. I know he's uh, formed a relationship with Holt over the years, but Stanford Steve from ESPN uh, Sports Center with SVP. You see him on game day. Was in Greenville last year. He's going to be, uh, yeah, he was courtside. He was for a basketball game yeah. last year. Uh, he's going to join you guys next week, and uh, that'll be a fun chat. Absolutely. Uh, a Scott Van Pelton College game day legend. Uh, really looking forward to just being able to pick his brain a little bit, talk to him. Um, like you said, I think it's going to be awesome just hang out with the boys. Uh, talk to him a little bit and kind of get his insights on a few things. And, uh, yeah, I guess Caden is doing okay after Washington Law. He had like eight different Washington bets. Yeah, he's, he's hanging in there. Okay. Uh, he was also uh, pretty big on – well, Holton started this whole dilemma with the Flacco, and that obviously got put to a halt pretty fast. So <laughs> he's back on the couch now, so uh, the boys right. are rebooting. Got to, uh, got to, yeah, another round, another opportunity to win some games coming up this week. I want to hear you guys' picks as well on the Holt Naylor Show, which will uh, come out episode two on Thursday. You can get it wherever you get your podcast. 
uh, YouTube on Pirate Radio TV, and we'll put the episodes on the air right here on Pirate Radio. Jack, thanks for hanging out with us, bud. Of course. Thanks for having me. You've been listening to the Pirate Radio Podcast, an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. 